Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Hour number two of Oilers Now, 105 at Edmonton. Oilers Now and 6.30 Chad. 6.30 Chad, the play-by-play voice of the Edmonton Oilers. And the EE football team. Soon to have a name. Oilers now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Wishing you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca, Alberta owned and operated, is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Momentarily, we'll head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline. But not before I take a text on the Ashley Five Floors text line at 7804960063. It pertains to Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and it'll be a starting point, launch point for my conversation with the cult of hockey's David Staples. Bob, are RH's wheels getting worn out this contract season? He's not scoring at even strength, and he's getting a ton of chances, but he tends to be a guy that gets better as the season goes on, so I'm going to bet on him doing that. As we bring aboard from the cult of hockey, David Staples. David, how are you doing? Good, Bob. How are you doing? Good. I I read the numbers. Uh, McDavid at 58 Corsi, 58.9 Fenwick, 97.5 PDO. Pugliarby at a 91.1 PDO. RNH at a 97.2 PDO. Uh, Again, for the listeners that want to understand this that maybe don't know what a PDO is. It's a combined shot percentage by your team on the ice versus the save percentage of your goaltenders, and that would explain why McDavid and RNH are minuses. Dry settles at 109.5, and he's plus 11. So my theory is Leon might dip a bit, and McDavid and RNH will come up. Give me your assessment on what we're seeing out of Ryan Nugent Hopkins right now. Well, Bob, um, you know, I, I track all those scoring chances and the goals to see who's involved in them. And the shocking thing that I found uh, after last game is only once this year, only one time this year, has Ryan Eugene Hopkins scored at even strength on a, on a pass from Connor McDavid. So they've played together 15 games. He's playing, Nugent Hopkins is playing with the most dynamic center in hockey, and he's only got one goal from a McDavid pass. He's okay, got two well, strength goals. So well, Bob, he, well, well, I just, I just got to know this right now. What's your cat's name? <laughs> that was a, was that a... <laughs> I could hear him squawking in the background. Uh, that's Hunter. Yeah, Hunter, and he's a good cat. hunter. It is a good hunter. There you go. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting. It was just too funny. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to say anything for the next minute. The floor is yours. Okay. So so why is that? Bob, he is getting, Nugent Hopkins is getting all kinds of great scores. 
scoring chances. So a really good goal scorer at the NHL level is going to get at least one grade-A shot on net per game, one great chance to score per game. And Nugent Hopkins is getting more than one great chance to score per game at even strength. He's He's got a high rate of scoring chance shots this year, but he's not able to drain them. So you could just, it's, there's some, to some degree, it's, it's puck luck. He's just having bad puck luck. He's not beating the goalie when he should be beating the goalie, and that's going to even out over time. So he's going to start scoring more, you, you could reasonably say. Here's the problem, though, and this is, um, it, it, it reminds me a little bit, we, we saw this with Jordan Everly in the past, when Nuge gets the puck, he doesn't shoot it immediately. He is not a one-timer shooter like Dreisaitl is, like Pugliarvi might be going forward. What I notice is he gets the puck uh, and he just, there's a moment of hesitation. He looks up, he picks his spot and he shoots. And in that microsecond, um, just like with, with, with Everly, when he was with McDavid, the goalie has time to adjust. That might be part, I just don't think Nugent Hopkins is a natural sniper. He's not that guy. And now that's a real hard skill to have at the NHL level. Nugent Hopkins has all other kinds of great things going on as a player, including a good shot when he has when he can pick his spot and he'll score a share of goals and he's a great playmaker he's a solid defensive winger but he is he's kind of miscast on a certain level if you expect a guy just to fire and goal after goal after goal on the top line i'm going to give you a stat you will not believe okay there is a team that has played 10 games they're currently shut down they've got 27 million dollars in forwards who have combined for a grand total of one even strength goal. Who is it, Buffalo? Buffalo. Jeff Skinner has not scored a goal this season in 10 games. Uh. Taylor Hall has not scored an even strength goal in 10 games this year. And Jack Eichel has one even strength goal all year. Now, I like Ralph Kruger. I like the Sabres. I take Taylor Hall on my team all day. You know that. He's, he tilts the ice 5v5. They've played 10 games. They got one even strength goal between $27 million in players. So do we look at now? It's 15 games for Nugent Hopkins, and he's played all of it five on five, basically, with McDavid. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, is that a byproduct that it, like, and he tends to be a guy that goes on runs where he's a, you know, middle of the season he can get going. But for fans listening right now, David, they're sitting there saying, Bob, yeah, but how did you look with, uh, maybe he was better suited to play that half cycle game with Dreisaitl and Yamamoto than he is the off the rush game. Cause he's the guy that's getting all the chances in the kill zone right now. He, got he it. is, Bob. And, and what else we saw last year, there's a huge decrease in the number of uh, scoring chance, grade-A scoring chance shots that Dreisaitl is getting this year So at even strength. So Leon went from more than one a game to, like, one every two or three games. Like, it's just a dramatic drop in his shooting. And it's because he's, he's I think, He's the playmaker on that line. He's, he's, he's setting up Cahoon and Yamamoto, and he's getting a lot of assists. So his, his point production is pretty good, Dreisaitl at even strength. But he stopped being that really fearsome shooter at even strength. So I think Leon really relied on and, and needed um, either McDavid or Nugent Hopkins to set him up. And so that's another, like, if you want to make the argument, which I constantly do, that they should reunite the dynamite line, 
I, I think uh, Nuge will really start setting up uh, Dreisaitl again. It'll get both those players going. And it's a more natural role for Ryan Nugent Hopkins to be the playmaker than the sniper. So then the question is, who do you play with McDavid? And, and that's, a, that's a little tougher one. T- Tyler Ennis is playing well. You could move up Cahoon there, see how that goes. goes. But I think Pugliarvi has the chance to develop some real chemistry with McDavid as a sniper because Pugliarvi does fire the puck fast. He's not great at one-timers, but he, he has that potential to become that one-time shooter. I can't believe how consistently good he's been this year through 15 games and how he's, I'll be honest, like yeah. I thought, just get him up and running this year. You got two years of $1.2 million, you know, just get him being a, a consistent third liner, work him into your special teams in time, and he's accelerated that process to date, David. We've seen four really good games from Pugliarvi in a row. I don't think we've ever seen that before uh, in his entire career as an Edmonton Oilers. I mean, we haven't. So four games, are, and I just think it's a confidence thing, Bob, where where and we've seen him lack confidence in some games, I think, this year, where he's kind of scattered with the puck, going everywhere, getting in everybody's way. But suddenly he just decided to go for it, I think. And um, uh, he he's just he's confident with the puck. He's taking extra time with the puck. He's making solid passes with the puck. He's not immediately giving it up to McDavid or Nugent Hopkins. He'll pass it back to the defense now. He'll make different kinds of plays rather than just, uh, you know, do what he thinks in terms of servicing McDavid. And as we've been noting, McDavid is returning the favor. He's now looking for Pugliarvi. They're trying to make plays together, and that's the first time that's ever happened. So they're developing confidence. He's developing confidence in himself, and McDavid is also getting confidence in him, which is crucial to, for this working out. Now, Pugliarvi's 22. I remember back to Yerry Curry. Uh, maybe our younger listeners were unaware of this. Bob, Yerry Curry scored you know, 600 goals in the NHL. His rookie year in the NHL, he was 20. Came over after playing for Joker uh, with, in, in health Sinky, he did not score for 18 consecutive games. Wow. And there were rumors he was going to get traded at that time. And the Oilers stuck with him, and he ended up scoring 30 that year. And by the playoffs, by the time they played Montreal, I, I remember, like, people like, who the hell is this guy? Like, you, you know, and like there was, and it just shows you something, you know, and everybody doesn't take the same path, but fans should be excited. Again, I'm going to say what I said to Speck a week and a half ago, David. Where is Pogliarvi going to be at 25? Because what we're seeing right now in short term, this year is pretty exciting. Ken Holland gets a lot of heat over different things, like any GM's going to, right? Like there's going to be moves that don't work out and some signings aren't going to work out. But he gets a huge, like the biggest feather in his cap of the year for what he did with Pugliarvi. You know, being so patient, not trading him, uh, working with the guy, working with the agent, uh, working with everybody on this and using all that experience and wisdom he has as a GM to, to get through this situation and bring him back to Edmonton because there'd be nothing more bitter right now I don't think then if Pugliarvi had been traded for like a second and a third pick and he was just he and he was this player now in another city and we were seeing that I mean that would just be that would be hard to take Dave how do you think the left side of the defense is done without Oscar Clefbaum you know it's it's they're hanging in there, Bob. I don't think it's been a disaster. Um, and, and this is in part because I think when people miss Oscar Clefbaum, in some ways they're missing the Oscar Clefbaum of 2016-17 when he was trending towards being a real number one defenseman before the shoulder thing really became a factor in his game. Because in the last couple of years, Oscar at even strength has struggled somewhat. Uh, he's been he was great on the PK and very good on the power play last year. So I think they miss him on the PK quite a bit uh, this year. 
and um, the power play is doing okay, not quite as well as it did last year, but I think they're going to work that out. But they really miss him on the PK. At even strength, we've seen strong performance from William Logason, uh, Slater Cuckoo, aside from giving up that breakaway last night. Uh, Caleb Jones has been fine. Chris Russell's been fine. But Logason has just stepped up and is playing solid defense with Adam Larson. Um, the question is, I think Darnell Nurse has struggled a little bit defensively in the top pairing. He's been inconsistent. He's had good runs of play and also games where he's leaked chances against. And he's still settling into the full responsibility of all those minutes and playing consistent hockey game after game. Now, that wasn't helped when he lost his partner. Uh, Ethan Barrett took him a couple games for both he and Tyson Berry to adjust to each other, and they had a really poor game defensively against Calgary. Yes, But I think Nurse is going to come around and be at least as good as Clefbaum was in that number one role. And Logason... Uh, Jones, Cuckoo, I think they're they're fine on the left side, even without Oscar. I, I would suggest to you, I think that there's been a little bit of a drop-off with Cuckoo 5v5. He's done a good job on penalty kill, and in fairness to Darnell, I slightly disagree. He had a tough performance against Calgary, but David, he's got five goals, 11 points, and 15 games. He's plus eight, and he's playing 24-36 per game. He's got a 52% Corsi. He's 53% Benwick. He's, he's at 103, uh, 102.8 PDO. So he's had a little bit of puck luck. And, and yes, there was better possession metrics with Bear than Barry. But I, I think Darnell, you know, I think he's been pretty. You take it, there'd be people that we've had people text the show today that say, I'm serious about this, that think Darnell is, should merit consideration for uh, the Norris. Now, I'm going to suggest to you that he's not going to win the Norris and he won't be in the top five voting. But he's, he's had, he's had, a, to me, he's had a pretty decent season. If there's an Olympic team, he'd be in the running for it for Canada. I mean, if there is one, um, he well, they got a lot of right really shots. Go. Yeah, they, they got, got a lot of right. right. They need him on the lefty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Evan Bouchard, what do you, we got Evan coming up today at one forty-five. Your thoughts on him? Well, Bob, the goal he scored last night was. I just love that goal because it's the kind of goal that the Edmonton Oilers have hardly ever scored in the last decade. I, I, I think when you when you look at those kind of point shot goals, seeing eye goals that go through two or three screens and get in the net, that other teams during the decade of darkness and in the last few years, other teams have, have probably had two or three times more of that kind of goal than the Edmonton Oilers have been able to muster. Edmonton just didn't have a lot of defensemen who were capable of working with the puck, changing the angle of the shot, walking the line, and getting a puck on net. Um, there was there was no one on the blue line who was really good at that. But Bouchard is brilliant at that. He may, he may if he develops, like the, the best player in the league at that is Brent Burns of San Jose. Bouchard has a similar skill set. He's a big, rangy guy with great hands and can really generate quickly a lot of velocity on his shot. So just that alone, Bob, he, it's, the, it's, it's just going to pay off this great dividend for the Oilers of having that kind of cheap, what's considered kind of a cheap goal go in. But, man, the Oilers could use those kind of cheap goals. It was a huge moment in the game last night. And defensively, he's been okay. He's had some iffy moments. But last night against Ottawa, he was he was solid. I mean, it is Ottawa. But he's 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 impressing me on defense. I'm, I'm surprised by just how solid he looks. And he's so calm when he gets the puck. He's in a, I think he's already at a different level of puck moving than any other uh, Oilers defenseman in terms of being able to make a, a pass under pressure, a good pass under pressure. 
Don't know what they're going to do when Bear comes back because Larson's not coming out. They need a defenseman that can PK. Barry's running their power play. Bouchard's been solid. I mean, and none of these guys have history on the left side. David, switching focus to Mike Smith. Uh, you know, that was a very contentious signing for the fans in the offseason. I'm stunned how well he played in his first game. Uh, what do you think Mike Smith brings to the Oilers? You know, Bob, I think we were all suffering from kind of a, a recency bias against Mike Smith because he had had that horrible playoff game against Chicago, and it was the last we saw of him. That just It was such a terrible game. It just lodged in my head and I think most people's heads is, geez, can he really get it done anymore? But if we think about him last year, he had two great runs of play where he was – a really strong NHL goalie, and he had six weeks of hell where he was terrible. Mainly, I think, I think partly because he was injured. I think he was fighting off injuries then. So if he's healthy, he can play well. We've seen it in the past. But because we have that bad feeling about him because of the Chicago game, we were all expecting him to fail. I was. And he didn't. And, and it just remi- like his puck moving, when he's on, that makes such a huge difference uh, yes. to the team. And there was that one play where... Um, the Ottawa ice, they shot the puck down the ice and there was an Ottawa forward steaming up to get the puck. It went over the Oilers' blue line and Smith came all the way past the face-off circles to play that puck, played it perfectly. That's a play that Koskinen uh, might not he have... Doesn't make, he doesn't he make. He doesn't make or he would have flubbed it where there would have been a goal against half the time if he tried to make it. But that was a huge difference uh, for the Oilers and, and he's, he can, when he's healthy he can make saves. So the key for Mike Smith, and, and the, the reason he's a risk is can he stay healthy? I know that Kurt Levins from the Cult of Hockey is a fan of Brian Burke because he's referenced him a, a couple times in the last uh, three weeks. The Oilers now team takes a hit. Pittsburgh uh, benefits. Uh, give me your assessment of uh, Brian Burke joining the Penguins. Well, last week when he was on the show, that was pure gold radio. I mean, just hearing him how excited everyone was to talk to him, first of all. But, you know, it, just his answers. He's just such a breath of fresh air. He's so honest. He's knowledgeable. He's got a great deal of experience. He's funny. He's sharp. He can be tough. And so he's, a, he's just great entertainment value on TV. He's the number one comment, was the number one commentator until he went away. I think, like, if I'm completely honest, I think sports that didn't get enough out of him. He should have been featured in, like, I agree. like a I agree. huge thing like Don Cherry. It should have been Brian, Brian Burke should have taken on that role so in some ways the impact of him going back is less because he was it was a misused talent I think actually Kevin Bieksa might be able to step up because he's he's also similarly knowledgeable entertaining uh, but uh, who can blame Burke I mean uh, he, he obviously loves being on the inside and being an insider and he can shape the fortune of, of, a, of a very strong team right now so good luck to him but he, he's going to be missed yeah, he was an excellent guest. David, thank you for your time. Uh, hey, we didn't even talk about the fact that uh, Canada's got a struggling uh, vaccination rollout right now. <laughs> we'll save that. that. We can talk about that any time for the next two or three months, I feel, Bob. Oh, <laughs> don't tell me that. Oh. Sorry to say that, yeah. Okay. Thanks, Bob. Da- thanks a lot. That's David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. You can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. Quick one here. Bob, all this talk, it was just Ottawa that we beat. If we lose those games, then the talk would be about uh, those are the games that the Oilers need to win. Where do we draw the line here and just celebrate a win? Hey, they had four games against Ottawa. They got four wins against them. I agree. you got to win those games. Um, now they're back in the mix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. 
Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. See what happens carrying forward. Back with a complete North Division report when we return on orders now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. There's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than Otaskawin, but outstanding customer service is a key to business as well. Brentridge Ford is a nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. Ford is built for you. They're taking care of all of their AHF, AHS COVID protocols at Brent Ridge Ford. So go down and see Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford. They'll lend a hand. You can reach them at one 477 or visit them online at brentridge.com. To the North Division Report brought to you three times a week by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. All right, Toronto sitting atop things as they have been all year, 10-2-1. They've got 21 points. They have taken points in as many consecutive games as they've played since they dropped uh, that game to the Oilers on Rogers plays right to begin the season. Toronto is a very strong team, needless to say. Uh, Montreal does have a game in hand, but only 18 points there in second place. Edmonton has now climbed to third in the Scotia North Division, coming off that pair of wins, 8-7-0 on the year for the Oil. And uh, they are uh, one point up on Winnipeg, but Winnipeg with three games in hand there. Calgary uh, put together a couple of wins, 6-5-1. They've got 13 points. Vancouver has been, no doubt, the streakiest team uh, in the Canadian division so far. They've lost five games in a row, 6-10-0, only above Ottawa, who've played 14 games, just winning two of them, Bob. Well, Brendan, uh, yeah, just to add, uh, just with the North Division Report again, brought to you three times a week by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. One thing I'll say about Vancouver, their record is 3-10 and ten in games in which they have not played the Ottawa Senators. People say, whoa, 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 Stoffer, the Oilers are only 4-7 and seven in games in which they've not played the Ottawa Senators, and that is indeed true. However, Edmonton is 2-2 two and two against the Maple Leafs. That is our North Division Report. Hit it, Brendan. Brought to you by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Finding your dream home, listing your old home, it all starts at soldtodayedmonton.ca. Find it, love it, move in. There you go, 127 in Edmonton. Keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Andrew D. has texted the show, and I've been asked this a bunch. Bob, I think we're getting to the point where we'll see, and I think uh, we could see a trade get made, one of those tough trades where maybe we trade a popular player like an Ethan Bear. Um, 
if the Oilers made that type of trade, says Andrew D, what do you think they'd be looking at? Well, I mean, I, Ethan Bears in a bridge deal, two million bucks. I don't think. I think it's hard to make trades during this season, given everything that we're going through with quarantine. Um, obviously, Bouchard has a huge upside. We're going to hear from him a little bit later on in the show. The owners are going to need at least one defensive shutdown guy that can kill penalties. Uh, Ethan Ethan Bear, very strong five on five numbers. You could easily roll next year hypothetically with a Larson uh, Bear Bouchard combination. Who plays the power play in that situation? Does Bouchard take the reins that quickly? Some might say you need to look at uh, bringing back uh, Tyson Berry as well. And he's been a pretty good fit to date. Uh, you got to get something of significant consequence if you end up, uh, Andrew, if you end up trading Ethan Bear. Like I, I would think you got to be looking at a goalie. I mean that that to me would make the most sense, but. I, I don't think we're anywhere near that straight. Uh, I, I could just as easily see Ethan Bear spending the next six or seven seasons in Edmonton. I'll be intrigued to see how Edmonton gets. Uh, Mike Smith's 38, so logic dictates they'll need a younger solution carrying forward here. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. When we come back, John Shannon, our NHL insider for Legacy Cooling and Heating. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.